0: Welcome to the Teacher and the Preacher. This program is all about the importance of coming to understand that the Christian community and the Jewish community have more in common than we have been led to believe. Rather than seeing each other as against each other, we need to come to a point of seeing that the statement that our country is a Judeo-Christian nation is much more than just a mere statement, but truly reflects the reality of our nation as it was and should remain. Every week there will be an interesting dialogue about the issues that have divided Jews and Christians and how we can move in bridging the gaps and see that by talking about the issues, we can better move in the direction of having more unity. Unity that will heal and help bring together a nation that is under attack by the forces of atheism, secularism, and a breakdown of family values. Join us now for a discussion between the teacher and the preacher.
1: Hello and welcome to The Teacher and The Preacher this weekend. I'm the preacher, Dave Maguera.
0: And I'm the teacher, Harold Berman. And our guest this week is Jonathan Feldstein. Jonathan was born and educated in the U.S. and immigrated to Israel in 2004. He is married and the father of six. Throughout Jonathan's life and career, he has been blessed by the calling to fellowship with Christian supporters of Israel, and he shares his experiences of living as an Orthodox Jew in Israel. He writes regularly on major Christian websites about Israel and shares experiences of living as an Orthodox Jew in Israel. Among many other accomplishments, Jonathan is the founder of the Genesis 123 uh, 123 Foundation and its satellite organization Run for Zion, which, at least until the pandemic, has brought Christian runners to Israel to run the Jerusalem Marathon, while blessing Israel by raising critically-needed funds to help populations in need in Israel. And now another project of the Genesis One Two Three Foundation, Verses for Zion, which is connecting Christian children in the U.S. to Israel, and we'll be talking
2: a bit more about that. So, welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. It's really great to be back with you both. And I know it's only radio, but you can't see the big smile on my face. I'm really happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we are too.
1: I'm glad you're uh, on board. It's Great
2: to reconnect. Yeah. So
0: maybe for our listeners who uh, maybe who you know, didn't catch the previous shows, we can talk a little bit about just the Genesis. One Two Two Foundation, and I guess you know, no pun well, pun intended.
2: The genesis of that and how this came to be. <laughs> uh, great. Well, the, 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 it came to be because I've been really privileged for most of my career, and certainly since living in Israel, to to be a bridge and 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 um, and create really meaningful relationships. And and I worked for a couple of organizations. Harold, you know this that uh, that were very happy to take money from Christians and they considered that a relationship, but they didn't want anything more. And, and and I, and I do a lot of writing. You, you mentioned that in in the introduction and I'm grateful, but one of the pieces that I'm most uh, proud of was a piece I wrote for a Jewish website, calling out the proclivity of organizations to uh, um, view Christians or I should say objectify Christians as what I term a faith-based ATM. And, and at a, perhaps a midlife crisis when I was trying praying about what can I do? What can I do? That's my professional legacy in my early fifties. Um, my family's my most important legacy, but I don't spend most of my living, my, uh, my waking day with my family. I spend most of my waking day doing what I do professionally. And it was important to me that whenever I'm no longer doing what I do, that a legacy that's co-equal to that of my family, uh, exists. So the Genesis 123 Foundation is about that. It's about building bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel, where the dollar sign is not the um, sole defining uh, re- relationship, but providing actual, real, meaningful uh, uh, contacts, relationships, um, experiences that broaden and deepen um, the experience that we all have together as Jews and Christians.
0: Great. And one of the first major projects out of the
2: gate was Run for Zion. Yeah, also no pun intended, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Run for Zion is, actually, I don't want to say was, is a tremendous uh, achievement. And and I met with the mayor of Jerusalem a little over two years ago and confirmed that nobody, of all marathons in the world, nobody had ever thought to promote the Jerusalem Marathon uniquely and specifically to Christians as a Christian experience. So he was thrilled that I had uh, perceived this, vi- this void and that I stepped up to do it. And, and the first year we had, it's kind of a funny uh, transition. The first year we had a minivan fall. I rented a van and I was the guide and I was the driver and the host and everything. And we had an amazing experience with several people. The second year, which would have been this past year, we had two busloads of people. And now I, I mentioned the dollars. We don't we don't mandate anyone having to raise money, but we incentivize that because we understand it's a good thing to donate money or to raise money to bless uh, organizations and programs here in Israel. But we created an incentive that the more because God does say this, it's a promise. It's not just a a, a nice cliff notes phrase. I will bless those who bless you, and, and we we could do ten programs about how God blesses those who bless Israel. But we wanted to come up with a really tangible way. So we said, great, based on how much money you raise that goes materially and tangibly to bless Israel, we're going to offer you a reciprocal blessing in the form of subsidies that even can make your trip free. And 10 days before the program was supposed to begin this march, the marathon was canceled, the program was canceled. Uh, We had already raised over $80,000, well on our way to $100,000 to divide up among different organizations here. And maybe not in 2021, but certainly 2022, God willing, we will be back and we will have busloads of people. And, and, and um, yeah, but, but right now that's on hold, the travel and the uh, opportunity to come here and participate in mass mass events is not going to be something we can promote for a while.
0: So God willing, it will happen. So um, first of all, uh, we are now on 18 stations in 10 metro areas. In fact, I want, want to do a shout out to Chattanooga, which is one of our newest stations. Anyone listening from Chattanooga? Hello, Chattanooga.
1: Chattanooga.
0: <laughs> but if you're in any of our 10 metro areas and uh, you're a Christian and you like to run, and by the way, the Jerusalem Marathon, it's not just a marathon. If you think I can't do 26.2 miles, there's a half marathon. There's a 10K uh, Jonathan, how can they be on the Genesis 123, the Run for Zion mailing list, so that when things start up again and they say, hey, I'd sure. like to run this, that they, they can be in the loop?
2: So we have a couple of websites. Genesis123.co um, is our main website that, that has uh, information and links with most of the programs that we either have or envision. Uh, RunforZion.com is, of course, the, the website for, for the project Run for Zion. And at either of those, people can uh, send contact us um, my email is Jonathan at runforzion.com. so I welcome personal emails um, as well and um, yeah oh, oh, oh you mentioned Harold it's not just the the, ten, the full marathon but it's a 5 and 10k and and, and as you know as a runner it's important for, for marathons people walk the 5 and 10k. But it's also really, really important to have people on the sidelines cheering those who are doing the running and walking. So we yeah, want absolutely. it open to everybody. And we provide a really great experience. And I haven't updated the website, runforzions.com, in a little bit, but the general idea is there. Last thing I just want to say so I don't forget... You mentioned Chattanooga. Hello, Chattanooga. Um, I I went to Emory. I had great experiences Mm -hmm. in in Eastern Tennessee. Um, But one of my greatest experiences that we don't have time to talk a lot about now was in Cleveland, Tennessee, if I remember, just a little little bit further north uh, of Chattanooga, which is probably the first time I was in a church in my life attending my first Bless Israel rally, which is where God called me to be a bridge between Jews and Christians. So anyone listening from Eastern Tennessee, wow. I, haven't, I haven't been back in a while, but, but it um, <laughs> is, is a very important place in That's my heart.
1: pretty cool. Pretty cool. And, and
0: I, I would say to anyone listening who is a runner who would think about this as a possibility, uh, and I'm not saying this to brag, but I've run several marathons uh, in the US, in Europe, in Israel. And there really is nothing, nothing like running the Jerusalem Marathon, just going through the Holy City and your feet. Pounding the pavement, uh, mile after mile, as as you're seeing the sights of Jerusalem before you. So yeah. I, I would definitely encourage you to get on Jonathan's mailing list.
1: And I would say, you. if you like to run uphill, you'll you'll run you'll love this yes. Jerusalem marathon. If you like <laughs> to run downhill, you'll love the Jerusalem <laughs> marathon because <laughs> Jerusalem is built on a hill. It's amazing. Yes,
0: yes absolutely. Amazing. So Jonathan, now there's uh, there also is there's Run for Zion. Which, God willing, yes, we'll, we'll be up and uh, i hate to say up and running. running. I'm full of funds today,
1: <laughs> uh, but I've running too. Harold, you're 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 at the top of your game, <laughs> I guess. But, but let's talk about the the other
0: satellite of, of Genesis one, two, three uh, verses for Zion.
2: Right, so verses for Zion. Thank you. Was was born out of an idea that I was discussing. Actually, just before we had to cancel the 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 verse, uh, run for Zion, uh, as a pastor who's on our advisory board from from Texas, he was here in Jerusalem. We met for coffee. We were talking about the next. <laughs> I guess I can't avoid the metaphors. The next steps and, um, and and what to do after. Now, clearly, we were going to c- continue to build Run for Zion. But the vision of Genesis One Two Three Foundation is to have a broad range of projects interacting with with people wherever we can find a unique and meaningful way. And I don't want to compete. So we one of the things that we were talking about this, and Dave, love your input on this uh, idea, is is that in most churches, even those that are the most pro-Israel, you don't find a slew of activities or engagements for children at age appropriate levels to connect with Israel. So we were looking, discussing, it was a great, uh, a a great two hour dialogue. And out of this, what was born was the notion that let's provide a program where Christian kids from as young as two, I think we have actually signed up to uh, through 13 can come online. We provide a list of 72 verses in, in, conjunction with the 72nd anniversary of Israel's independence, that kids can study, they can learn, they can memorize, they can uh, teach back by video, uh, however they want to engage with these verses, and through that, at their own pace, at their own age-appropriate level, with their parents or grandparents or siblings or pastors or youth ministry, wherever they want to do it, that they could study and connect with Israel. And we don't put a dollar sign on that. We, there's no there, you can't you can't charge money for studying the, the Bible to and and connecting with Israel. But and I'll be very full disclosure: we, we, we lost a lot of money with with the loss of run for Zion. So we didn't really have a lot to go into promotion. So we decided, okay, it's still not a bad thing to offer people the opportunity to be sponsored and raise some money to go to the same kinds of organizations that we list on our website and. Bless here, blessing people here in Israel, and we set up really great thresholds to continue to connect kids on an ongoing basis, not to say, hey, you studied 72 verses in 2020, thank you, pat on the back, and thanks for raising $100. No, we actually have a vision to continue an interaction with children so that they develop an appreciation and a love for Israel from something as simple as sending a quarterly postcard with a beautiful biblical scene about one of the things that they've studied that connects them to the land. So that's exciting. We're really thrilled about that. Dave, I'd love to know your experience on yeah, such well, things. this things. Yeah, uh, well,
1: this is so good. I was just going to say to our listeners, you know, you you really need to go to Genesis123.co because there's when, when you pull up the website there for the Genesis Foundation, uh, there's a whole section for kids there, and it's got uh, – projects and uh, uh, things you can learn and interactive experiences. Uh, one of the things I think you make a very good point on, Jonathan, and, and that is that for a lot of pro-Israel churches, there's there's teaching from the front of the church about it in, in yep. some um, uh, sermon or, or, or some uh, teaching that they're doing, but there's not a lot out there that's really targeted for children. And uh, I was just... Um, looking through a piece the other day that came out uh, by Christians United for Israel that is developing curriculum uh, for children and students. And, and if we don't do this, then we're, we're running way behind in pulling in yes. some of these younger generations to uh, the, 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 the gift of Israel to our world, uh, the role and purpose of Israel in, in not only uh, current times but even in the future— Israel shows up at the back of the book. I mean, God God is going to use Israel in phenomenal ways and its prophetic future. But I, I just think that this is a, a void that needs to be addressed, and I, I love hearing that you're doing this, and I think that it's going to be a, a huge blessing if people capitalize on it. But I think the important thing and, and one of the things we can do today is help get the word out on this. Well, we're grateful.
2: It's 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 honestly I feel about verses for Zion if that's the only thing that we do that's worth it. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you know the phrase uh, Dianu, yes. Dave, but it's yes. the, so the the it's the song enough. that we sing yeah. during the Passover Seder yeah. thanking God for all of the tremendous yeah. milestones that he delivered us from Egypt and brought us to Mount Sinai and gave us the Shabbat and everything else. And after each phrase, we say, "Daienu." that would have been enough yeah. for us. And I really feel that way about versus for Zion. If this is the only thing I'm able to accomplish the rest of my life, that's worth it. It's yeah. really important. Well,
0: yeah. I think what's so wonderful about it is, you know, and adults do this too, but certainly children – they might read verses and it might mention Israel in some way, but they don't necessarily make the connection. You know, it's a, it's a verse in a book. And, you know, actually now tangibly making the connection between that verse and the land yeah. and the people and, and doing that in this visceral way uh, makes all the difference.
2: Yeah. And at their own pace. right? We don't have to. We're not telling people like a marathon. You have to finish it in a certain period of time before the roads open up you can take all summer you can take all fall however long and 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 i think it's a good thing i obviously the 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 pandemic is not a good thing but i think that one of the potential positive outcomes is parents are home with more with their kids somewhat more than they were before and looking for positive wholesome biblically based activities to do with their with their children and if their grandparents don't live nearby a a a, a whatsapp or zoom call with their grandparents or they can't see their grandparents because the grandparents are elderly and at higher risk this is a great way how from generation to generation to to build connections so it's it's i'm really excited to talk about it you'd see it the animation on my face right now if we were on tv we we can uh, hear it (laughs) do you good good yeah yeah
0: so so jonathan just maybe one more time for our listeners if if a church or a uh, any kind of a group they they wanted to get access to these verses to the program uh and get the website information
2: sure so the the website for verses for zion is simply versesforzion.com and if anyone forgets that there's a link from the genesis123.co website as well
0: great and for our listeners we are here this week with Jonathan Feldstein and talking about verses for zion and the genesis123 foundation all the amazing work he has started Ah, uh, building bridges between Jews and Christians. So, as we're talking about forging this connection between Christians and Israel, there's unfortunately the other side of this, which is that is that both Jews and Christians are under attack, uh, and under attack in various ways from radical Islam. And that's recently uh, that's recently showed up in actions taken by Turkey. And unfortunately, this is something Jonathan, as I, as I know you know. It got some play here in Israel, but uh, not so much in the U.S. And there are many Christians who aren't even quite aware of exactly what happens. So maybe we can talk a little bit about it, and then talk about what the Genesis One Two Three Foundation is doing about it.
2: Great. So this, from just from a wide lens for a moment, one of the funding priorities of the Genesis One Two Three Foundation is to bless. Uh, christian arabs there's a great need but uh, honestly at this stage a much bigger need than i think that we can deliver on but we're going to deliver on uh, on meaningful and strategic ways and that's also for another phone call but anyone who's coming to israel and wants to go to nazareth and see how christian arabs truly suffer even in the state of israel at the hands of their Muslim neighbors yep. then please be in touch with me um, about a month ago um, the, the Turkish uh, government announced their intent to um, reclaim a what was once a, uh, a Greek Orthodox cathedral called the Hagia Sophia. You'll forgive my pronunciation if my, uh, if, my if, if it's off. And it was built um, hundreds of years ago as a cathedral. Then it was then then it was uh, turned to a mosque during the Ottoman uh, Empire. Um, And I believe 1934, um, after Turkey started to become more secular, went went, uh, from a mosque to a museum. The Turkish courts, which obviously don't really represent justice, ruled that that was an illegal action in 1934. And the the, the cathedral, which is a World Heritage Site, stunning, stunning, beautiful uh, architecture, should return to a mosque and and it was announced that on july 24th that the turks would hold their first islamic prayer and 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 now no longer have it open to everybody um we uh, i i'm not the kind of person to sit on my hands we have a fantastic board of Jews and Christians of all backgrounds, and I started polling people: "What can we do? Am I am I off base here? Is this something that we should be doing? Something about?" And everyone said, "Yes, we have to. We can't. We can't not speak up. We have an obligation to our Christian brothers and sisters. Uh, I believe all the more so in the Middle East." And what we came up with the idea, very simply, was a petition, an online petition that would allow people to express their outrage with the Turkish government uh, taking over this once this historic former uh, cathedral and, and, and Christian uh, church and turning it into a mosque. Um, I've been thrilled with the interest, but as you said, Harold, much more news coverage here in Israel about the Turks' activity than, than probably in the rest of the Western world. So we're hoping, I don't think it's too late, I don't think there's a deadline to get tens of thousands of signatures and approach the Turks and approach Turkish allies. I mean, remember Turkey is a member of NATO and I don't know how any member of NATO should be allowed to, to behave that way toward a Christian minority and present a, a, a petition that makes them, if not in goodwill, rethink their actions to be embarrassed enough publicly that they have no alternative but to rethink their actions.
1: Yeah, you know Erdogan seems to be so driven to take Turkey and turn it into the ancient Ottoman Empire yes. that yes. he he will stop at nothing. Um, Christianity, I, I don't think, think uh, means a, a a thing at all to him. And it's very interesting because the the point that you make it's it's well made is that you know this this. This church was around fifteen hundred years, and yeah. then to have it t- to be you know totally taken over. And if you if you go and you look uh, at the pictures on the internet, you just you know put in to Rabbi Google, uh, <laughs> Hagia Sophia. Um, it, it is an incredible piece of architecture. It is uh, enormous and it is yes. uh, uh, eye catching. But you know, for for uh, many years, even the sultan protected um, the 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 building and uh, looked out for it and, and the mosaics and the and mm-hmm. the way that it was uh, cared for. So it's it's really a, a huge kind of hoping that no one's looking and no one's paying attention that we're we're actually right. taking this over. And so the fact that you are trying to call attention to this and. Make some noise about it. I think is is huge, and so I I went on and signed the petition, and Thank. I would encourage our our uh, listeners to do the same. It's real simple, and and uh, your name will be among many other names, God willing, that actually gets into the powers that be, saying, "Hey, listen, we totally oppose what's what's uh, this takeover." Basically, so remind w- people where they can go and 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 easily sign that petition.
2: Sure, thank you Dave. So the so there's a link directly to the petition on our website genesis123.co. It's probably in the first half of the page or scroll down just a little bit and you see something about protecting the uh, the cathedral from Islamic extremists and it's a it's a 30 second um, petition. Yeah, I think it asks for your name and email uh, maybe, maybe where you are. I don't even remember, but we will, I, I want to get a lot Harold, you know, this about my, my past and working with Soviet Jews and helping get Jews out of the Soviet union. Um, when, when we have the right number, I don't need to tip our hand quite yet. We have the right number of, of names on the petition. It's not just going to be me showing up at the Turkish embassy in Tel Aviv, but we're going right. to make this <laughs> into something that is public and, 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 and intercontinental, So that um, so that it gets on the media and and the Turks have no alternative but to pause for a moment and rethink.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think it's great. And I think for anybody considering signing this petition, uh, I think it's important to step back even and talk about the larger picture here that, you know, this is about. If you're Christian, this is about really taking a stand for Christianity. And for Jewish listeners, listeners of other faiths, this is really about taking a stand for religious freedom. Because what Turkey is doing, the bigger picture here, it's not only this cathedral, uh, as bad as that is. It's Turkey, uh, just as you said before, is they're they're really dragging themselves back to being the Ottoman Empire. And this is about being a
2: Muslim state uh, without much regard for anyone else. And if you rewind the clock back a little bit more than than when they uh, converted the cathedral into a museum in 1934, um, we also have a little genocide against Armenian Christians that was was, uh, done by the Turks. And uh, as Erdogan, Dave, I think as you said correctly, wants to rebuild his empire, what he thinks is his empire, and a caliphate. Um, he has no regard for Christianity and no regard for Judaism. And um, we we each need to, and I think can do something, even as small as signing a petition to try and stop him in his tracks.
1: Yeah.
0: So again, for our listeners who may have just tuned in, can you just give the website one more time for the petition? Sure.
2: The website, the link to the petition is at genesis123.co. Great.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know, Jonathan, one of the things that you've— um, been known for and given yourself to is is bridge building between Christians and Jews. You've dedicated uh, years of your life doing this and serving, and and in the process of doing that, you know it's not only been a a, a blessing for for Christians, but you've you've uh, made lots of friends, uh, lots of Christian friends who share this heart of wanting to build bridges. And I th- I think at the end of the day, that's really what all your endeavors are about. You'd love for people to not only come and experience Israel, but to really build bridges, because both of our faiths have, I think, uh, so much to gain from the other. And I just so appreciate your dedication and the years of investment you've made. Really, that's kind of the how we, we first crossed paths uh, some years ago, uh, you came to a, a teacher-preacher night right. there in Jerusalem, and that's where I met you. And just your heart for building bridges, I, I so appreciate that, and it shows up in everything that you do.
2: Well, thank you. That means a lot because um, there are a lot of people who, who, who do build bridges, but they tend to be one-lane bridges, and I really <laughs> feel that we have a lot to... Uh, to, to learn to build upon each other to strengthen one another and ultimately we're the only people who serve the creator and and um you know even if we disagree we don't disagree on most stuff but even if we did disagree on most stuff we have that huge common denominator big time. that's big enough that makes that makes what all of this um that you two Uh, epitomize and that I'm involved with and so many others that make it not just worthwhile, that's a value, but critical.
1: Yeah. Guys, uh, we're out of time. I've so enjoyed having a chance to do this program with you and Jonathan, what a blessing to have you on board again as a guest and we value the friendship and the partnership. Thank you for joining us this weekend.
2: God bless you. Hope to see you in person soon.
1: Yes, I, I, my heart is to be in Israel. Uh, I, I want to encourage our listeners. Contact Harold and I. We have these programs. We'd love to have your input. You might like to suggest a a particular topic that we tackle. The teacher and the preacher at gmail.com is a simple way to get a hold of us, and we read the emails. Check us out on our our Facebook page, The Teacher and the Preacher. Harold does a great job providing facts of the day regarding Israel, Jews, Christianity, what's going on there, news that you're not going to get just about anywhere else. And then uh, go, to our, go to our website, teacherandthepreacher.com. You'll find easy access to previous broadcasts and uh, enjoy some pictures of the two guys that have a face for radio. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for your listenership this weekend. Until next week, may the God of Israel who never slumbers or sleeps, may he watch over you and Israel and our Jewish friends, and may he bless America.
2: Amen. Amen.